Yes, yes, I'm Jazz. And I'm Nish Lai. And this is Chicken and Beer. It's a couple of mates with some homemade chicken and beers chatting over the latest sports shit. In this episode, our cricket man Mark Machado will go through the latest on England's tour in India. All the plans that they had when they went out there have just been totally ripped up. To me, they look a bit lost and a bit of out of ideas. We're going to see what's the deal with all this hype around a Mayweather and McGregor fight. And Vital England's Alex Roberts looks over Gareth Southgate's managing trial and what happens from here with England. We should be beating a side like Malta more handsomely, particularly when you consider that Scotland beat them 5-0. All right, man, let's do this. You good, man? How's it going? Yeah, all good, man, all good. I've had a mad week. I think I've uh, been living it a bit large on the weekends. Getting all hype and that, That's yeah. it. I've found like a bit of hip-hop ting and ting going on at the moment. Yeah, you've been to a couple of gigs, innit? I Including have, yeah. Jazzy Jeff. Jazzy oh, Jeff, the main man. God. He calls himself the Magnificent. Then on Friday, I went to see uh, Diamond D and uh, Large Pro, as in Large Professor, who yeah. is the producer, sorry, I meant to say, uh, on some of early uh, Nazi's albums, Buster Rhymes' albums, and the rest. Big tings, man. Lighting the candle at both ends. Gives me a good little buzz. Though. You know what, revisiting these hip-hop gigs kind of takes mm. me back to the time Don't get me started on 90s hip-hop, man It's the best, it's the best Speaking of hip-hop, I want to big up someone before we start the show I want to big up to Chris Ludacris Bridges, man Ludacris! Because after three years yeah. of putting work in He's finally opened his restaurant yeah. When that sentence started, right, he's finally, after three years, I thought, wicked, he's got a new album, yep. new track or something nah, nah, And then he goes, open his restaurant This is what he's been working on for three years it's in Atlanta Airport. Get this, apparently Atlanta's the busiest airport in the whole world. I can't believe that. I've heard this before. Would and that airplane... be something to do with, um, uh, what's the word? Um, what they call it when people Co- stop... Um, Taxi? No, nah, nah, the stopovers, the connections, connections. Oh, right, right, right. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that would make it the busiest. It doesn't mean people are going to Atlanta, I guess. I guess the connections make it a busy airport, yeah? Yeah, I would have thought so. The stat I heard was how many uh, planes take off and land within a given time. Yeah, but guess what his restaurant's called? Mmm, interesting Chicken and beer What a rip, man We should get onto his case for that Baby, baby Nothing, big him up, man Big him up, man For chicken and beer The restaurant, man It's all love It's it's all love He's showing us love We show him love back to be fair, you know, he had a, a platinum album oh, called yeah, Chicken yeah. and Beer. We kind of like brushed that one under the carpet. I must say, when we started this podcast, Chicken and Beer, I did check that out. His is called Chicken N Beer. Chicken and Beer. Chicken and Beer. That's why I went out of my way so we didn't clash with him. Because I know him. You know, when I see him in the street, I don't want to trip. So I just thought, you know, we'll that's keep it. it clean. So that's why we went with Chicken and Your Beer. But... Frequent visits to the Midwest. <laughs> Big up to him, man. Love Ludacris, man. Yes, yes, always. Cadillac Grills. Cadillac Mills Check out the oil My Cadillac spills You know what I do know that tune But the one I prefer is What's yours? Fantasy Yeah 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 I wanna Lick you lick you From your head to your toes And I wanna Move from the bed Down to the Down to the floor And I wanna Yeah yeah All that Midwest It's all good Speaking of the beers Let's crack on man Cha-chang Cheers Okay so starting off with me These are the beers Oh Whoa See, That's you ain't nice. had one of them before, have you? Mm. You like it? I haven't had it in a long time. I haven't oh, had white you... to this white beer, isn't it? It's wheat beer. Oh, no, but it says Belgian white. Oh, that's probably referring to the colour. Yeah, that's I'm saying this is some D-Trump shit. <laughs> this is some D-Trump fucking D-Trump beer. D-Trump white beer. D-Trump, I love that, that name, D-Trump. Big, big up to Michael Rappaport for that one, man. D-Trump, man. Anyway, Blue Moon, mm. Belgian white. 5.4 shit on a school night, man. So, I mean, a basic thing is, is wheat beer, uh, there is a percentage of the beer which is uh, made with an extra amount of wheat in there. Now, I know that if you're in Germany, it's a good 70%, but this is Belgian. So what happens is the percentage goes down, but there's still a good chunk in there. And as you come further across Europe and you start moving towards uh, America, then it starts to become a minority percentage. Uh, but wheat beer, you know, you, you should be able to taste that. There's also things like Erdinger. That's the premium uh, number one export. This is Blue Moon, mm. but, you know, Erdinger, that's the uh, number one export of wheat beer from Germany to the UK. I don't drink white beer that often, but when I do, man, it's nice, man. Another, like another one is Hogarden you may have heard of. And what they do yeah, is when they serve yeah. that, you'll oh, see God. it's really cloudy, it's really pale. It almost looks like a traditional lemonade. Mm. And then what they do is sometimes they squeeze like a wedge of uh, orange, a wedge of lemon in there. And yeah. that, that's what goes with wheat beer usually. What, what you rocking, man? What you got? I got a bit of Caledonian, which is from uh, Scotland. Um, it's the coast-to-coast uh, pale ale. Um, so this one is kind of like a nice balance between uh, hops um, and uh, you know a bit of fruity citrusy. What's the percentage? What percentage okay, you got? We're rocking. Uh, four point six. What you got? I got five point four, man. So like Ooh, I said, on, on a you're school have a good night. Sleep tonight. Yeah, man. I might even wake up for work tomorrow, man. Tell me about the chicken because I honestly can't remember what we rolled on the chicken dice last week. You're saying it's Europe. I am sure uh, it is Europe. 
Uh, so what I did was I Before that. we start, yes. I've got things to say about this. I've about got, the chicken. But I'm going to tell you later. Okay, that's fine. Tell me about it first, man. What we got? All right, so we've got um, a very basic... Uh, what I've done is I've got the thighs. I've done a quick little ting and ting. Uh, and there's boiled potatoes. Because usually we do a lot of rice, don't we, with our food? It's very rare we do the uh, potatoes as well. Mm. So uh, there's a bit of oregano, a bit of parsley, uh, a bit of thyme, a bit of lemon uh, drizzled on there, as well as lemon zest, mm. uh, a bit of butter. And to be honest, it is as basic as that. Good, man. Well, I'll tell you what I had to say about it later. Let's just get a little bit more of it on. Mm. Right, before we get our first guest up as well, earlier this month, right, 40th anniversary of yeah. Rocky, the movie Rocky. I didn't know that. I just found out a couple of days ago. I think that was the actual day it was, so earlier this month. But I don't know about you, but Rocky for me yeah. is like a life-changing, not just a movie, but a franchise for me. Do you feel the same? I'm not sure. Is, is Rocky I think not I do. Really... No, no, I do. When you go through life, there's certain things. Back to the Future, discovering hip-hop, trainers, records, and then there's Rocky on the film scene. Mm. You know, I think you're right. I agree. The whole thing. And I know people that like Rocky Five is shit and all of that. It is. It's the worst of all of them. But I came across, a, a couple of months ago, I came across something called the, um, it's not a director's cut, it was called... Uh, Redux or something. No, a, pr- a print print issue, a print version. All and right. basically it was a, mm-hmm. the middle was different, it was more story. You know that that Rocky Five. they started putting on a hip-hop soundtrack and MC Hammer was on it and shit like that. Right. Yeah, Because it was in the 90s, early 90s, and they obviously tried to jump on the bandwagon. But um, the original one featured the Rocky score. Okay, so that made it a bit more like the Rocky films. You know what happened at the end? Go on. He dies in the end, man. He dies in the end. At the end of Rocky V? Yeah, so he beats Tommy Gunn in the street as normal. Right. He then gets taken away in an ambulance with Adrian. Yeah. And uh, in, in that he dies. But really? Yeah, they showed it to, they showed it, they did like test screenings. And I think Rocky and the studio then thought, nah, nah. I think they probably got scared to go through with it. So they changed it, put all that hip-hop shit in it. I say hip-hop shit because it didn't suit that film. And... Um, mm. The rest is history. But the first Rocky, man, my God, that's something else. He's a life changer. I'd love to go to Philadelphia just to run up those stairs. I, I don't think I'd be able to do it. I think halfway up. <sighs> but still, man, what a But film. you know what? I'd, I'd love to do exactly the same thing. And yesterday I was in the supermarket and I thought, you know what? I'm going to have a go at the Euro Millions, which is our like, lottery for Europe over here. And uh, tonight's the draw. So if it happens... What's, what's that? What, I'll, what's I'll the relevance? You, I'll get your flight to... Uh, oh, wicked. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll take that, man. Uh, I'll awesome. take that. Accommodation too? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure we can find yeah, somewhere yeah. for you. The, the thing about that film is as well, it's about underdogs. It's about inspiration. And yes. he, he was an underdog because he wrote that film. Yep. He wrote that film. I, I, I'm not sure if this is true. I think he'd only done a few pornos. Genuinely, yeah, yeah, yeah. he'd done a few pornos. He was 30 yeah. and Rocky was 30 in the film as well when mm. he gets his first fight. And he's shipping this around to all like the Hollywood studios. No one's interested. Yes. And there's, you know, there's one thing he stuck to his guns. He said, whoever takes this film... I'm playing Rocky. Yeah. And loads of people turned him down because of it. Right. So he missed out on big money, major money because of that. He's like, nah, I'm playing it. So he got less money in the end. You know, Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed. Right. He was like, this is a good story. I'm playing Rocky. Yeah. Oh. And so then when, when they when they come in and they bring Sylvester Stone and they say, this guy's playing it, he was like, this, fuck this, man. This is going to be a shit film. He was like that. Man. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they moved him to Apollo Creed. And you know what? The rest is history. He got the Oscar nominations. He got the Oscars. Um, and look where it took him in the end, man. So this is it. I love Rocky, man. And then obviously Rocky Four with the training montage in Russia. Yes, yes, That's yes. the shit that makes you want to train with the music as well, that 80s, that electronic music. You see that when he's in the mountains running up. Drago! Shit, man. I prefer Rocky One though when he's training in that. I think even though he's running through the snow and all that kind of thing, because he does the kind of like ghetto style of everything. Yeah. That Ivan, you know, Ivan Drago's there with the scientists and they're pumping him full of everything. And then, yeah. you know, he's got the sophisticated equipment around him mm. and all these flashing lights. And I buttons. think all the training montages are wicked. Yeah. In Rocky 2, he does the one-handed pull-up in a training montage. What's your favourite Rocky? I think it has to be one. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I like three. And I think people think that was like a filler Rocky, not very good. But come on, man. Mr. T there yeah. fucks him up. And Mr. T is someone else, man. Clubber Lang. That was like, I'm sure that was like the jump off for him to get into A-team and stuff like that, man. Because when they saw him as club lag, woo, what a film, man. He got his Boost. ass battered in that, didn't he, did. he man? Boost. Wicked. Big up Rocky, though. That's a film. That's a film. I could any time. I've got it on Blu-ray. I think I need to digitize it somehow, basically. Do you get um, extra bits on the Blu-ray? Mate, I got the Blu-ray box set, so it's got all the extra bits Everything. on. I need wow. to get around to watching them. But it's a film you can just stick on any time. And it's a wicked film, man. Big up mm. Rocky. 
All right, let's get our first guest up then and start with some cricket. England are out in India trying to do their thing at the moment and it's not really happening for them right now. That's right. At the time of recording, they've lost one and drawn one in the five test series. Yeah, our cricket man, Mickey, 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 Mark Machado is with us to go through it. What up, Mark? I'm good, guys. How are you? We're all good, man. I heard heard you're braving it up right now. Is that true? Mom, do Yeah, it's my mum's birthday party. (laughs) So like all the family were at a restaurant, you know, having a few drinks. Nice. The guys got a bottle of wine in. Easy. His restaurant, like we took, tried to order half the menu. Are you going to sort of move it onto somewhere else after the restaurant? Hopefully, no. My mum's a party animal. She'll be out all night. She'll be yes. like, we'll be trying to go home. She'll be like, come on, guys, it's Tuesday night in London. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> what's what's <laughs> mum's bag? What does she enjoy? What would be the after party joint for her? Uh, my mum's probably Malibu and pineapple kind of lady. Easy. And does she like any kind of music? Like to go anywhere in particular or? Um, to be fair, she likes her disco classics. You know what I mean, yes. like a little bit of Pony M and the Bee Gees. And sounds like you, you're gonna fuck it up tonight, man. It sounds, <laughs> sounds wicked, man. You've been partying hard for the past few weeks in Washington as well for the U.S. election. Big man. Yeah, I was there for the election. We went there. We thought Hillary was gonna win. Mate. She didn't. Yeah, don't what, even get me. What was the that. feeling like? Well, keep it short because we don't like to get too political. Although we already mentioned D. Trump earlier mm. in this episode, but but what was the feeling like when he won, man? Mate, DC. There's half a million people live there. Two hundred fifty thousand of them voted for Hillary Clinton. Um, Eleven thousand of them voted for Donald Trump. The rest didn't vote. And people in the bar Whoa. we were in, we were in a bar where which was famous. It's a fam- It's a well-known Democrat bar. People were crying. Oh man, <gasps> like, sad. The whole thing was fucked, didn't it, man? Yeah, man. It was a total shock. For, for all the political journalists out there everyone covering the event no one I don't think it, it was a shock I, I don't think you can say no one saw it coming like I said I don't want to get too political I think we can have a proper yeah. conversation about this but I think by the sta- that stage when he was obviously uh, the front runner there and with the emails and just a week before and everything was kicking off I think there was a feeling that he could have done it but listen man it's madness you never know he might be alright we'll see what happens on January the 20th or whenever he gets inaugurated yeah yeah we'll see what happens I might be back there actually when it happens if it is I'll, I'll definitely speak to you guys from there yeah 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 that'd nice. be wicked man follow us from there man but so England out in India at, at the moment man how, how's it looking so they've drawn one uh, lost one can they can they put a win together because it's not as bad as they thought it would be is it well I don't know you say that I mean like England they're, they're not able to play Ravi Ashran at all like they're, not, they're really struggling with the spin I mean they're, they're having to throw Josh Butler in there for me he's not really a test fan but he's a great player of the game in 2020 and you know he can do a job in one days but dropping dropping ducker and you know they've already dropped balance after bangladesh like all all the plans that they had when they went out there have just been totally totally ripped up um they look to me they look a bit lost and a bit of out of ideas i i think i mean virat kohli's in sensational form at the moment and the rest of the team like batting wise is kind of built around him and ravi ashwin just like seems to be eating these English batsmen up like they're mm. che- Cheerios or something. So they like England really need to sort this out. I don't know. I don't know what they do. I don't know what the solution is. Um, this is be- this could well become a tour from hell for them. And it's they, they're still out there for a few more months. They're not going to have a very happy Christmas. Those England players. So Mark, they had um, you know the toss was toss is very important. The first time England won it, which was kind of a rarity because a lot of the time on home turf, India win yeah. uh, the toss, and yeah. then it goes on from there. It was a batter's wicket yeah. on the first Strange. one. The the second yeah. test was a bowler's wicket, so it was turning a lot. Good for spinners, good for bowlers. Now Mahali is going to be one where it's a slightly better pitch. It's a bit more durable. Uh, how do you think it's going to pan out? They've got another quick back in, uh, which is Bhuvaneshwar Kumar, uh, who's going to be coming in for the uh, remaining three tests. Is Anderson yet to peak in his game? Can we still see a bit more from him? Is it still a balanced call? I mean, Anderson's kind of feeling his way back from fitness, uh, back to fitness. Sorry. Um, hopefully. Presumably, he's going to get stronger and stronger through the series. I mean, he's he's England's kind of most experienced talisman. Bowler. Talisman, yeah. I mean, if he doesn't start taking the wickets and he doesn't lead from the from the front, he's just got to pick it up by the scruff of the neck and kind of go with it. They instead of trying to bowl players out, which I think they were trying to do a bit too much of, they just got to say, right, when England, when India coming to bat, there's a good chance that we're going to be bowing at them for kind of three to four sessions. We just got to collect those dot balls up and kind of frustrate them in the way that they would do in the ODIs. They need to kind of be a bit more 
play a bit smarter, right? You sound like Jeffrey Try Boycott a bit. Do I? Oh, God. I don't know if that's good. <laughs> but no, you're right. I mean, to elaborate a little bit, you know, they're saying now that Stokes is the go-to man. Cook isn't... He did well, but he didn't do yeah. as well as he could. I, you know what? To be honest, uh, as an uh, honest India fan, but I do yeah. like the look of uh, Hamid, I think, and Sari as the spinner. He's got potential as well. Yeah. Moeen has come on leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. Dude, um, my fear for Hamid and, and Asari is, though, is that when you go and test like this, that it tends to leave a bad taste in your mouth. I mean, they, Hamid's going to come back. I think they come back in early February, is it? Mm, yeah. And, and he's going to come back going, I didn't enjoy it much of that experience of playing international cricket. And that's going to have a knock-on effect to him, especially as he's so young. People are going to be like, you know, he's going he's gonna to be wondering... Does it? Hey, you know, he's lingering doubts are going to start to pop into his head. Yeah, no, I see what you mean. But at the same time, Tendulkar came on the scene. He didn't do anything yeah. for a good number of innings. Fair enough, he was seventeen. This lad's about eighteen or nineteen. But yeah. isn't it a good way to start someone off? You know, you're playing one of the best teams in the world, twice World Cup winners. Yeah. You know, throw him in at the deep end. You either make it or you don't make it, and then. You know, you're taking all the pressure. You're not going to have that much pressure, maybe against Australia, but you're with one of the big guns. Do you know what I mean? For me, the, like the those opening batsmen, those top top batsmen, like what what's the what the difference between having all the skill in the world and then being able to go in and become a massive superstar in the game? For me, ninety percent of it is in the mind. And if he doesn't get his mindset right, and if they, if England don't start to pull some results together in this in this series, then it could be it could have a massively scarring effect on him because he's so because they're both so young yes yes no absolutely um but the other thing i was going to say was speaking of someone who's been around a bit longer cook is still the captain uh, i think personally he's still got a lot of talent if he doesn't do well in this series then where can we see things going from there stokes is the go-to man root is another player who i think has immense talent in all formats yep. of the game what's going to happen to our uh, the captain for england i i go in and out with with cook in terms of like whether or not he should stay captain or not but you know he's one of those one of the england players who actually performed over the like the last test mm. i mean he, he, he I, I think as a captain he kind of does what he can like quite often in cricket i think we're we're too quick to pass the blame to the captain, but actually, if the players don't do it for him, there's nothing he can really do. Um, he kind of sits there. He, he's 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 learning, not not so much learning. He's 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 better at kind of grinding out innings. Well, I think he is anyway. Mm. And I, I I think a lot of that came from when he went badly out of form. Um, so you know, for me, I think he's starting to really mature into into the captaincy, and hopefully, I think he should. I think he should remain captain for another three or four seasons. Yeah, because I think he's got that in him. Sorry, Mark, I ducked out a little bit because Leicester, as we're recording, Leicester are playing Bruges in the Champions League. Currently up 1-0 after five minutes, man. So, obviously, you can see why I ducked out a little bit there. But, listen, before you go, tell us, how do you see the rest of the tour panning out then? Do you think England will be able to pull out a win or is it going to be India all over? I think the problem is going to be is that India are going to be too confident and they're going to let them off the hook Mm. and England might be able to sneak another result. If they can sneak a result in the next test or even get a draw then it's all kind of all to play for again, isn't it? Mm, yeah. All right, man. Well, listen, thanks a lot for joining us. Always good to have you on, man. You can be followed on Twitter at Mark Machado. I'll spell that. That's M-A-R-K, uh, M-A-C-H-A-D-O. You just chat shit on there, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but that's, that's, you know, if you want to follow someone who chat shit, then I, I totally recommend. You In a good are way. One In a good the, way. Yeah, you are one of the biggest shit chatters. <laughs> this is a, this, this all a compliment. No, mate, it's a compliment. You can't take it any other way. Tell Mama Machado, yeah, happy birthday, happy birthday. Try and stay off the sauce, you know. Thanks, guys. Thanks. I'll speak to you soon. Have a good one. Now to some UFC champion Conor McGregor kept the hype up about a potential bout with none other than Floyd Money Mayweather earlier this month. Yeah, man, he was up in the club, big up to 50 Cent, and he grabbed the mic. He was up in there with the DJ. He grabbed the mic and then he started He started just chatting shit on the mic to all of the, the club goers and all that who were probably off their face loving it. Yeah, that Conor McGregor was even yes. in the club. And he was just calling out Mayweather because... I don't know how long it's been. I think this is this chat has been around since like last year, hasn't it? About Floyd Mayweather fighting Conor McGregor. And I think everyone thought, yeah, yeah, it's funny and all that. It ain't going to happen. And then a year later, they're still going on about it. So Conor McGregor, mm. obviously, after he's just made history in the UFC, uh, was it UFC 205, mm. where he beat, what was that dude's name? Alvarez. Alvarez. Mm. And he got a sec. Did you see it? 
Did you see that fight, I man? I saw the highlights. I didn't watch the actual yeah, whole fight. Yeah, man. But... He even had his hands behind his back, taunting mm. him, knocked him down three times in the first round before putting him down in the second round. It was a quick match. It was a joke match in that sense. Yeah. But so he made history in the UFC to be the first fighter to have two belts in, that'll be two divisions, obviously, won't yep, it? Yep. So across two divisions, Mayweather came out after that, just saying he's a little ant and he's like a no one. Yeah. Even after he's made history in UFC, I think you got to give him credit in that, in a different sport there, you know, just as a different sport altogether. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it is an emerging kind of thing, UFC is. It hasn't been around as for as long as boxing has. It's been around, I think, since um, the mid-90s. Okay. Excuse me. So it is still a young sport yeah, in that there you sense. Go. Oh, God. This is happening every episode now, What's man. Going on? You're repeating fucking... on you. No, yeah, no, the, the burps and all that, man. Oh, is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, I need to slow down. Is it the down. chicken or is it the beer? It's the beer, man. Oh. As that, was it Pinky in Friday? You need to slow this motherfucker down. You're taking them corners too motherfucker. I don't think he's just too goddamn fast. Yeah, I need to slow down, basically, with I see the beer. the beer too fast. I man. am going to get a fucking straw next week. I'm going to drink the shit with a straw. Isn't that going to make it more bubbly? <laughs> no, I think it will slow me down, bubbly, though. Because when I take a swig, I take a big swig. Oh. Like, <laughs> but with the straw, it's like... <laughs> it's a little bit different. Yes, <laughs> We'll do that, we'll do that. Just like that, man. Just, Just like that. that. Lost my train of thought. What were we saying? We were so about... basically, we were talking about how UFC is an emerging sport. Yeah, so it's not that old a support sport in that sense. But either way, man, just as an athlete, as a sports person, you can surely give credit when somebody else... But he's, you know, someone else does something really good. But Mayweather's come out saying, yo, he's an ant and all that. So in response to that, that's yeah. when, when Conor McGregor was up in the club saying, you know, I'll take him on. Yep. I'll give him a real fight. Okay. He don't want to fight me because if he gets in a fight with me, Conor McGregor, it's going to be a real fight. And he can't do real fighting. He can only box. Yeah, yeah, He yeah. can't do real fighting. And then to top it off, he goes, for me to do that fight, I want $100 million. So you can <laughs> see where he's coming from. Yeah, I think what he realizes is Conor McGregor is 30 plus and he's... Nah, nah, is he? I think so. Those yeah. late 20s. I you carry on making your point, I'll find out, man. But yeah, basically, he is, you know, like Amir Khan, who's another one who said Amir Khan was going to go the other way. He's a boxer, but he wanted to go into MMA. And, you know. This is where the confusion is. No one is saying what they want to do in the sense that, okay, Conor McGregor's not saying I'm going to box him. Right, I'm not going right, to go right, into right. boxing. Yeah. And Floyd Mayweather's not coming out. He's 28 years old. Oh, okay. Floyd Mayweather's not coming out saying, oh, I'm going to learn UFC. Yes. Just, it's, to me, it just sounds like a fucking tear-up. They just want to rip each other's I throats think, out. Look, man. at the end of the day, if it's an MMA match and Floyd Mayweather's getting involved, uh, you know, Floyd's going to get knocked out. And if it's the he's other way around... 39. Do you think that makes a big difference? 11 years difference, Who's man. that? Uh, Floyd? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. He's a master of his craft. But at the end of the yeah. day, Conor McGregor going into a boxing match with Floyd, I think Floyd would pan him. Because, you know, he's used to doing one particular body set. His upper body, his shoulders, his chest, his arms. It's just been one thing since his career. And with Floyd, yeah, you know, he incorporates a bit of that in his fighting. But it's not the same, man. You know, he's going to pick him off bit by bit and then, mm. you know, potentially take him down. In a boxing match, this is we're talking about. Yeah, because realistically, if you said to Conor McGregor, I think it would be hard for Conor McGregor to get in a fight and say to him, right, you can't do any holds. Mm. And you can't kick and you can't use your knees. Exactly. I think he's going to be like, fuck, man, I've been doing this my whole life or however many years he's been training he's and stuff shit. like that. But it, it just, I think it'd be hard for him to just box. It'd be just hard for him to box. And let's be realistic, Mayweather at 39, is he going to learn MMA? No, he's not, nah. man. He's not about to learn bloody Brazilian jiu-jitsu nope. and fucking Greco-Roman wrestling. Do you know what I mean? It's not going to happen. So basically, um, it's like it's two different sports, Yeah. Yes, they're similar, but it's like... One's know. just... It's just... Boxing is one aspect of MMA. Hmm. Right? Floyd Mayweather going into MMA, he ain't going to help himself because he's not going to know about wrestling holds, like all half the stuff you've just mentioned. He's not going to be able to start flinging kicks and knees and all that stuff. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? You now, know the thing is, the point I touched on earlier as well is... Sorry, as I say all of this with a mouthful of chicken. The um, thing with chicken Amir Khan... Amir Khan, right? He is almost like he's boxed and they built him up to this big thing, but he never really made the grade. Conor McGregor, champion. Floyd Mayweather, champion, right? Why are you bringing in Amir Khan? Because at the end of, when you start coming to the end, they start picking out all these fights. Oh, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'm ready for this. Oh, what, he wants to do UFC as well? Yeah, Amir Khan said he wanted to do MMA, right? Now the thing is... Clutching the straws, mate. Exactly, and it's like, you know, you're coming to the end of your career as an athlete, 
or your professional career, and it's like you're trying to scoop up as much cash as you can before you move on to your next thing. MMA is no joke, though. It's not the sort of thing you can say, like you said, when you're old. I think I'll give that a go now. Fucking hell, you must be joking. But he's been knocked out about two, three times, Amir Khan has, and it's been embarrassing. It's funny you say that. Yes, he has. And I don't think, let's be realistic, his career's over in boxing. He's not going to have any big fights, and he's not going to cut it in MMA. But forget him for a second. Mayweather... Mm. The last time, I think someone said this on social media, and I thought that's a fair enough point, his last few fights, he hasn't knocked anyone out in God knows how long. The last guy he knocked out, I can't remember his name, but he was that guy who we did the fucking sucker punch. Do you remember? Okay, they were oh. chatting to each other. So he came up to give him a little hug or something, and as he stepped back, bang, bang. Put uh, I think it might have been either Ortiz. I think it was That Ortiz. was it. He yeah. gave him two shots and fucking just floored him, man. That was, was the last the person yeah. he knocked out. No, because he loved Mayweather. He was like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, he's But you know that sorry, guy? Man. He's yeah, in yeah. Creed. That Victor Ortiz is in Creed. No, he isn't. Are you sure? No, he's not in Creed. Isn't he in uh, Southpaw? He's not in any of them. Southpaw. Southpaw, you're right, you're right. Yeah, it's when yeah, he's yeah. sparring. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Gyllenhaal's learning how to defend. He's not allowed to punch back. Yes, you're right. Absolutely right. Yeah, but, but yeah, no, you're the right. The thing is, Mayweather hasn't knocked anyone out, man. Do you know no, what I mean? this is true. But this is what I mean. He's learned the craft of how to pick people up. He'll block, 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 drop on in, drop on in, get the points, win the round, and that's how he does it. Yeah, I mean, I think the whole thing is stupid. It's all talk, and there's no. I don't think there's any point still going on about it, man. It's like bloody. It's like a, a rugby team playing an American football team and saying, "I oh, sorry, just because they both kick the ball and they both hold the ball, so yeah. it's pretty much the same thing." But it's not, man. It's a different set of rules. It's just, it's just all bullshit, man. It ain't gonna happen, man. And McGregor, if anything, it seems a little, feels a bit desperate from him. He has. I mean, you saw, or will have seen, at the end of that fight with Alvarez, he clearly stated on stage, "You UFC guys need to start paying me." He know. said he wants the. He said he wants a stake. He wants exactly. shares. He wants yep, ownership. Yep. He wants fifty percent yep. from Dana White of of UFC or something like that, yep, man. But, exactly. So. You know, he's obviously chasing the cash and wants to do the same kind of thing. But mm. When I say he's desperate, it? it feels like he's the one goading Mayweather. And Mayweather's just chilling in retirement with his, what, 300, I don't know, millions, billions, whatever. He ain't got billions, but he's got millions. Man, he's got you know a man? lot of money that he doesn't need to worry about his yeah. kids and his kids. He rocks around with about seven women. He's got God knows how many kids with, with those women. Yeah. And, and, you know, he's got about seven different Bugattis in one place in America and his houses, blah, blah, blah. I blah. remember last year, a couple of years ago, he posted some sort of customized Merc Jeep that he got for his daughter for her birthday. Guess how old she was? She probably wasn't even old enough to drive. 13. Yeah, there you go. What's she going to do with that? But it's the and, same. and be realistic. By the time she can drive, she'll be like, I don't want that. That's old now. I want the fresh one. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So the same as Master P, you know, a hip hop producer. He did the same damn thing. He Make him say, yeah, exactly. Big up Master he P. He got a little house. Bout it, bout it. You bout it, bout it. That That's was it, was it Master was, P. He was all about, about it. it, about three, it. He was about mi- that. He was about that life, man. He was about it. Bloody three million on his bedroom. He spent three million on his bedroom. Yeah, yeah. It was ridiculous. But anyway, people who haven't been around money, uh, it's what they call new money. Mm. You do silly things, but I mean, you know, without detracting too much away from the sport. Mayweather great at what he does. McGregor great at what he does. Um, are they really going to one jump into the other sport? I think McGregor would be silly to jump in with Mayweather, and definitely Mayweather at this uh, part of his career jumping into MMA. I don't really see it happening. He protects himself way too much. Very quickly, then in a Superman v Batman sort of way. Forget it. No rules. They see each Easy. other on the street. They're walking right. Conor McGregor got some fresh Nikes on. Yeah, and Mayweather spills some beer on it. Yeah, mm. and it kicks off. There's no rules. This is like Rocky, we were saying earlier, Rocky, Tommy Gunn shit in the street. Everyone's crowding round. Who wins? Oh, Mayweather can catch him quick with some good clean ones. McGregor, if it gets him in a hold or whatever. Who's going to be doing holes in the street? You yeah, ever seen you know someone, someone find a street? Someone get you in a bloody arm bar or bloody okay, figure four out, leg right? lock or something in the street? In a boxing match, you've got gloves on, right? If someone throws a punch and you manage to dodge it, right? You can't grab his arm or anything with these gloves on and start getting him into a lock. In MMA and you're on the street, you ain't got no boxing gloves on. Mm. Potentially, right? You could just do a quick side swipe, you know, dodge to the side, get around his arm or something, put it behind his back, boom, boom, fucking dig your knee into his back, start kneeing him, punching him, whatever you want to do. Street fight, street fight. I they, think Conor McGregor said, takes him. I think Conor yeah, McGregor takes him it, in the street fight, man. Maybe we should just see that instead of street fight. Well, I think one of the fastest millions ever made was a guy that did uh, bum fights, was it? He got people who were homeless uh, oh, to fight each other God. for money. Fuck that, man. That sounds that ridiculous. That was like one of the quickest, quickest millions ever made. That's awful. And then man. posting the videos online. But, awful. you know, in this day and age, this pe- people happen. pay money, man, but it ain't going to happen. This ain't going to happen.
All right, before we get our next guest up, remember at the time of recording, Leicester are playing Club Bruges in the Champions League. They've now gone 2-0 up. Baby, baby. Looks nice. like we're going to be in the last 16. Anyway, Gareth Southgate's four-game trial with England is over and it's time for the FA to make a decision about who the next manager of England is going to be. We've got our main man, Alex Roberts of Vital England, to go through it with us. How are you doing, Alex? I'm doing good, thank you, boys. Thanks for having me on once again. No problem, mate. It's always good to have you on. Before we talk about the four games in which uh, Gareth Southgate was uh, allowed to be in charge, what I kind of call a trial, let's just remind ourselves of the results he had. And I'm beaten record so he's got that which is a positive beat Malta 2-0 drew 0-0 with Slovenia which was a very painful game and I think we should have won uh, as is most games with England beat Scotland 3-0 and drew 2 all, which was an awful game and an awful result in that sense with Spain now people might be thinking well it was against you know former world champions European champions but when you're 2-0 up it's just typical but two wins two draws that's a good record right uh, well, I think that when you read it out and on the surface when you see that in print, it does seem like a very good record and one that I think that any manager for any period of time would look fondly on it being on the CV. However, I think that if you analyse the results and look more importantly into the performances that were in those games, it becomes a more complex issue of just how good that record is. Because, I mean, we should be beating a side like Malta more handsomely than 2-0, particularly when you consider that Scotland beat them 5-0 away from home. And I think that the Slovenia result being nil-nil speaks for itself because we should be scoring against a side like that regardless of home or away if we're as good as we think we are or as if we're as good as we want to be. When you look at teams like Germany, they beat San Marino 8-0. And we've played San Marino in previous sort of qualifying tournaments and we just, we, we only win like 2-0 or 3-0. And, you know, why are we not putting four or five past Malta when Scotland are doing it? It always seems to be the same with England, doesn't it? I think there are certain teams, with respect to them, you should be winning by sort of Four goals, right? Yeah, I think it's sort of the the England way and the love that we've got into of just being conservative and, you know, only doing what's necessary in games to, to get the result and get the points that we need rather than going out there and really showing the world what we can do as a footballing side because there's no doubt that we do have some good players on that team who, when they are in good form, can can cause massive, massive problems for defences, particularly in the striking positions. And people like Adam Lallana, who've come to the fore in dictating the way that England play and even adding goals to his game. But I think that going back to the matches we were talking about, I know that we beat Scotland handsomely. So what we're talking about, about beating teams by three or four goals, but we did only have the three shots on target mm. and they were all headers that went in. So we didn't really show that we can play more than one way in a game. And I think that you've got to consider the fact that Gordon Strachan played an extremely rotated and heavily experimental side because of the pressure he was under as his job. And I think that, you know, the final game against Spain, you know, a, t- a two-all draw against Spain when they were winning the Euros and they were winning the World Cup, we'd be raving about it. Mm. But now they're not as good a side as they were. They don't have a very good recognised striker. And, you know, we were 2-0 t- we up in a poor game and we let it go in the final minutes which is just so typical of what the England side's become in recent years yeah Costa was injured for that game when I think he would have given us a bit of trouble had he been playing I reckon he would have scored at least one but if you look at the last four games with Southgate and if you just add the previous two games in that as well so Iceland and Slovakia it seems like England, all we're getting now is desperation from England. It feels like to me every game in the last 20 minutes or so, there's some form of desperation, whether it's playing Slovakia or Iceland and we need a goal to draw or win, throw everything forward, don't know what we're doing. Or whether it's a game like Spain where we're 2-0 up and we're worried, we're shaky at the back thinking we need to see this out and we end up bloody drawing. It just seems to be like no one knows what they're doing. Even with Gareth Southgate in charge, I felt it was the same with Sam Allardyce. It was the same with Roy Hodgson. It's just desperation, isn't it? Yeah, for me, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure. I think it's an issue to do with tempo. I think that we try and be conservative and control the game to give ourselves time to figure the opposition out and get used to the surroundings because obviously the players don't play on Wembley every week and they certainly don't play in countries like Slovenia every week. But I just think that then we leave it to panic and I think that it might also be an issue with possibly the players' attitude because like you say it's not just something that's happened under the Southgate reign so far it happened under Hodgson and it happened on managers Mm. before him and I think that maybe players think that we'll just try and get a bit of fitness because you know Premier League schedule and all that that we hear so much about in the media and then they think in the final 20 minutes thinking oh my god we've not scored against Slovenia here this is going to 
be an embarrassment if we don't score. We'd better <laughs> hurry up and bomb 11 bodies forward or whatever. One, one thing you said there, Alex, is like you're an international uh, team for a reason. So yeah. that the fact that you aren't trained and you're not prepped for being in, you know, uh, destinations like Slovenia and such like, uh, that's the whole point in being an international team. You should be fearless. You know, other international yeah. teams uh, don't use that as like an excuse. Everyone is, everyone's in the same boat in that sense, aren't they? Yeah. You know, G- Germany beating San Bruno 8-0. They're playing, they're, they're playing the same team in, in a shabby stadium. It's the same for everybody. Exactly. And a lot of the attitude things, I think you, you bang on, hit the nail on the head with that. But at the same time, you know, Jazz is the main man when it comes to following England on these things. For me now, it's like someone saying they've posted a picture of their food on Instagram. It's like, you know, England are playing big deal. Wow. Should they just get on and stop flapping around? Give the guy the job. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that we need some stability again as an England side. And I, and I, I, I do actually quite think that the fact that he's only been on trial has helped Southgate somewhat because I think that there's, there's a real issue now that certain individuals will become scapegoats for the England side. And I think that, that does fall on the manager at times and it's going to uh, come down to one player in particular we're going to talk about a little bit later on, I think. Um, but I think that, you know, as for other candidates for the jobs, there's not many, is there? Let's be honest here. We've not heard anything or seen anything to suggest that Southgate won't be given the job. He's, he's English, yeah. he's a yes man, and he's done okay in his trial. You know, if you look down the book, he's favourites other than Southgate. There is no one. The, the yeah. next in contention are Klinsman, Mancini and Alan Pardew. You know, personally, I don't see Klinsman as a possibility, especially oh. seen as though he's just got sacked only a couple of days ago as manager of the American national team. You know, Pardew's also highly unlikely because he's still with Palace and he has a terrible record this year. Although I must admit, I do think Pardew is the sort of character that would somehow wriggle his way into the England setup, regardless of his run of form. And then, to be honest, I, I think Mancini is the most likely out of the three. And to be honest, I, I think that, you know, we've not seen much of him as a national manager. In fact, I don't think we've seen anything of him as a national manager. But I, I, I wouldn't mind him in the England job because, you know, he's won the Premier League. That's a big thing, I think, for, for the England team. I think that you should have a manager that's won the division in your own country just for credibility factor and for that sort of, I guess, it's kind of star power is the right term. But, uh, you know, and he's got a lot to prove, I think, after how things went at the end of his Man City run and his time with Inter Milan has been less than successful. And, you know, I think that he could make us a better defensive side. And I think that he could make somebody like John Stones a, be- a better player. But ultimately, I don't see why somebody like him would take the England job over another job in the Serie A. So what I hear from... Uh... Uh, so what I've heard, heard as well, Mancini wants it. He's well up for it and he wants the England job. Gareth Southgate obviously probably feels like he should probably carry on. Pardew, I've heard if he doesn't win, his next game for Palace is getting sacked. And then that just leaves Klinsman, who is obviously out of a job uh, at the time of recording, so last night. Uh, he, he was sacked from USA because they want to go in a different direction. He's done quite well with them. And I have to say, if you listen back to the episodes, I was saying, you know, I want to see Slavon Bilic or I want to see Jurgen Klinsmann become the England manager before Southgate took over purely because he's played in the Premier League he's obviously a rated player um Manage a national side, manage more than one, obviously. Manage Germany, manage Germany in, world, in a World Cup. So he's been there and he's got that wide bit of experience. Seems like to me, though, it's a case of Gareth Southgate. He's just going to slide in. I don't know why the FA's taking their time about it. Usual fast from FA. Just moving on to Rooney, a player you were alluding to a little bit earlier. Obviously, he was out and about in the hotel bar celebrating until 5 o'clock in the morning with a wedding, sort of on the booze there, just getting fucked off his face. Now... Gareth Southgate has been told he needs to deal with that and he needs to discipline Rooney. Why is it? It sounds like to me he's got to get the job then if he's still picking up this sort of slack, right? Yeah, I, I think so. If he's been given this this sort of responsibility, but I think that just to just to go back to what you're saying about Klinsman a minute ago, I think you hit the nail on the head with something when you brought out the fact that he's played in the Premier League, and I think that that's a big thing because I think that that could potentially solve some of the attitude problems that the England side has had in recent years. Because if you have someone that's done it in that division, the pl- that the players respect and that the players relate to, I think that that will end up getting the best out of some of them that maybe aren't giving the effort they should be. But just on, on the entire Rooney thing, I mean, I, I, I know that, you know, he's under a lot of pressure because he's the England and Man United captain. And that is an extreme amount of pressure and an extreme amount of responsibility. And that, yes, footballers do deserve the scrutiny that they're under at times because of the huge amounts they get paid but I think that the whole situation's a joke and I think that it's further proof that Rooney has become sort of the personification of a scapegoat for the England side I mean 
if Wayne wasn't English and he was just a normal Premier League player, probably even at a big four team, I don't think anybody would really care. I just think that the fact that he's English and he's the England captain has made everything a whole lot worse for him and everything that he does seems to just come out in the media negatively. And I think that Jurgen Klopp said it best when he said that some of the best players in history did exactly the same thing and no one batted an eyelid because I think for me, this is a symbol of the direction the media have gone. And I do, however, think that he should no longer be England captain, but it's not because of this news story. I just think that because of the scapegoating that goes on with him in the media, it creates negativity around the captain and subsequently the entire England squad. Mm, he's been obviously quite pissed off with with the media and has sort of like right. bitten back at them as well. It's interesting because Mourinho came out and said there were players who were in worse places, England players, that night. And obviously alluding to uh, uh, Lalana and Jordan Henderson who were in a strip club yeah. and, and, you know, and Jordan Henderson, possibly the next captain, and nobody's saying anything anything about that. But Alex, listen, thank you for joining us. There, we'll you know we're just gonna have to wait and see what happens. It feels like it's gonna be Gareth Southgate, but it sounds like it's the usual FA bollocks. Gonna take their time, even though we kind of see what's happening. You're on Twitter, aren't you? At AM Roberts Ten, uh, and obviously you do your writing, don't you, for uh, Vital England as well, which is at uh, england.vitalfootball.co.uk, and on Twitter it's at England Vital. Alex, thanks again, mate. Take care. You're welcome. You too. And let's not forget, I think Jürgen Klinsmann should also get it just because he gave us one of the greatest celebrations as well. Do you remember? He would just yeah, run slide. and dive on his, yeah, with his hands yeah. Up. yeah, 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 I remember that. Bare school kids doing that when that came out, man. Big up Jürgen Klinsmann. I'd love to see him get the job. Another sure shot compilation. Big up to our guest, yep. Alex Roberts of Vital England. And of course, Mark Machado, our cricket dude, as we were out celebrating his Big mama's up. birthday. Happy birthday. He said he wasn't even on any booze as well, man. He's trying to keep it clean. He's a dry one, yeah, because he reckons he's going to go. He's going to go, go hard, hard in December. Christmas, yeah. <laughs> Straight. I think we should get him on every episode in December. I think we should start posting him some beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just to see how fucked up he is, That's man. That would be wicked. I can't anyway. take it. Yes, yeah, <laughs> All right, listen, before we review today's chicken, which is some French chicken, because uh, obviously we had Europe on the chicken dice, mm. let's check out some leftovers. Right, these are some sports stories that we didn't get a chance to talk properly about, so we'll just touch on now. That's why they're the leftovers. So, big up Andy Murray first. We discussed him in the last episode with Jens Hoiber. Big. He beat Novak Djokovic at the ATP Tour Finals to stay at number one in the men's ranking. I didn't think he was going to do it. Me neither. I thought he was going to be at number one for one week or two weeks, but he's done a job on Djokovic. I, I definitely thought it was going to be 50-50. It was... Quite clear cut at the beginning, actually. You know, Murray was doing quite well, but I think in the last set it looked like maybe, you know, he's going to claw it back. Uh, but no, he didn't. You know, he comprehensively beat uh, Murray. I think it was third match point around there. It was juice in the last set. And then uh, he went on and he just did it. Yeah, because the thing is, I watched the Raonic uh, the night before. Yes. That that match. And that went all the way, man. And I thought, fucking hell, he must have really over three hours, three and a half hours. That's I thought, long. man, is he going to be able to take him in this final? Because we're still talking about Djokovic here. But possibly maybe Djokovic is on his way out. Maybe. That's some, that's some serious energy depletion. I don't think Djokovic is on his way out. I think he's got bags left. But he's come back from injury so uh, we'll see what happens after this mm. moving from tennis to WWE Goldberg batters Brock Lesnar in minutes at the Survivor Series yeah man this was like I'm not sure about this right firstly it was all a bit bullshit anyway because uh, at Survivor Series so they brought Goldberg back yeah who hasn't wrestled in like uh, four he's or five big, years isn't he? He's he looks huge. like a, a stone cold kind of really mate he's bigger than stone who cold who was the other guy who was uh, was it Batista Bat- Bat- Batista the Batista. guy who ain't got no neck that's the one yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Whoa, whoa. He's that sort of build, but so is Brock Lesnar. Can I give you a quick claim to fame? Go on. I saw Batista on Broad Street in Birmingham. Oh. <laughs> What's he doing in Birmingham? He was with, I think it was um, Shawn Michaels. Oh, shit. You saw, you saw Shawn Michaels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, And he Christ. basically, this he is how... He should have hollered at me. Mate, mate, I had I no clue until he went. He just basically went up to the doorman, right? And these doormen look like school kids compared to adults. And he just oh. goes, I just heard his voice go, Hi, I'm Batista. Uh, yeah. This is my friend, Sean. He doesn't and, like, like that, but... but it's not like perfect but anyway he was just like in his deep American accent and he shook he shook the guy's hand but this guy made the doorman look like ridiculous Fuck and then he just me. went into the club with these guys and I was just like there's one of the guys well, but I can't remember who he you was saw, didn't you see John Cena in the gym 
Yeah, he, the gym I used to train at, he, he came there. Oh, but I didn't see him in there. Are. There you was a couple of other guys. Wrestlers, man. There was there was uh, one of the black wrestlers and there was another guy who was... He didn't really look cut, but he was quite big and he had like... Can I, can I stop you there? The one of the black wrestlers. What the fuck are you talking about, man? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not a major fan yeah. of WWE. He was just... He had dreads. He had a bit of a beard or something. You know? R-Truth. Might that, R-Truth. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. Might have been. I could show you a picture later. Well, it could be because there's obviously more than one black wrestler. I don't know. I don't watch it, do I? But check it, Goldberg, yeah. He's got a similar build to Brock Lesnar. They're both fucking big, yeah, like no neck type of motherfuckers, yeah. Goldberg is like six foot three or something. Brock Lesnar is about one inch taller. Okay. And then Goldberg is about one pound more. So they couldn't be any more similar. Damn. Very fucking what close. They're in a tag team, man. Yeah, man. But you know what happened? There was all this hype. You would expect Brock Lesnar to win because Goldberg had only signed a one match contract. Okay. What happens? Match lasts one minute, 25 seconds. Goldberg batters Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar doesn't lose to anyone. He's the guy that they've been building up for the past couple of years. He's battered everybody. He destroyed John Cena. He broke Undertaker's record at WrestleMania. And he's just come in and got battered after a minute and a half. Now, the crowd loved it because they didn't see it coming. They were like, this is a fucking shock. I think it's bullshit, man. It's a pay-per-view main event and it lasted one and a half minutes. Clearly, you've got two wrestlers who at the fucking end of their game and they probably couldn't wrestle anyway. So they just banged it out in a minute and a half, man. I mean, I thought that was bullshit, man. Come on. But Goldberg apparently coming back for Royal Rumble. He's going to be start doing all this bullshit, just popping up here and there, man. But yeah, I thought it was whack. Anyway, last leftover, Bernie Eccleston, right? Moving on to some F1. He suggests that a shorter format for F1, kind of like a cricket, a like 2020 cricket, like rugby sevens or something, would make... F1 more interesting. I think he's talking about having 40 minute races rather than the whole weekend of it. Yeah, yeah, no, I see what you're saying, but do you know what? I think, like, uh, maybe slightly stretched example, but Robert Mugabe, he's in his 80 pluses. He's a bit crazy, he's a bit wacky. And uh, the same with Bernie Eccleston. You've done what you've done in the sport. You only. Sorry, you know, sorry, what the fuck has Robert Mugabe got to do with it? Because they're both like the same kind of age and they both come out with these wacky ideas of what they're going to do. Robert Mugabe rules his country, Bernie Eccleston rules F1, but they come up with these silly ideas, man, and you know, how they rule things yeah. and I think he's just a bit wacky up there I think he's you're past it now mate you're coming up with all these ideas you know there are other things around qualifying and all that kind of uh, jazz that he was coming out with jazz. as well which bloody didn't go you know it didn't come to fruition either you need to hand over the baton now you've done your thing you're to someone younger man yeah, or someone who's got a brain Eddie Hearn <laughs> oh yeah so my example about Robert Mugabe now you're pulling in well, boxing I'm, from I'm trying to play like I'm trying to play like you in it man you, you know can't I mean? play like me son Shit. but anyway yeah you, look man just give it a rest right you, you've done your thing you've still got a full head of hair at the age of 80 plus yet yo but have you seen it it's fucking white geezer it's yeah, whiter than white mate if I was that age right and I had a full head of hair like that I would not be complaining you've got your billions you've got your birds you've got everything else you know you like go to places uh, in Russia where they have the Grand Prix you're sitting next to Putin you go to another country you're chilling with all the big dogs you are a big dog just give it a rest now hand over hand over the baton you've, you've done your thing done alright man that's this week's leftovers one thing's for sure, I finished this chicken, man. So it was mm. nice. Just going back, you said it was some French chicken. Can you tell yes. me what it was called? Uh, Payard. <laughs> P-A-I-L-L-A-R-D. Payard. I'm sure the double L means you do like a kind of way. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be like Because when you say travail, which means to work in French, I'm sure that's a similar kind of flex on the double L. L L Cool J is bad as fuck. Oh mate, L Cool J sick. What do you say, Payard? Payard. Payard. Yeah. Can't do the little Arabic little. Yeah, you can't do that. Mate, I'm shit at French. I got B a GCSE. Bro, language GCSE. Fucking, I ain't good at any language, man. Fucking hip hop, man. That's my language. Universal. Speak to anyone with that shit. I've got to say, when I saw the chicken, yes, man, it looked good. It looked good. I saw the potatoes. I thought it's some boiled shit. They don't look all that, but I thought it's not about the potatoes. It's about the chicken. That was just boiled shit. They literally were. So I'm gonna cut the potatoes out because they weren't all that. Yeah, it's just a company, man. And you gotta have some. It can't just be chicken on Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the chicken, you know what? When I saw it, it looked good. I smelt it. Do you know what it smelt like? It smelt like Christmas. Yes. Take that as a compliment. Yes. It smelt like Christmas yes. dinner, man. I don't know if it was a mix of the potatoes. So I was like, what the fuck's going on here? Mm. So open up the container. Okay. Um, get more of a hit of the smell. And I was like, I'm liking this, man. You put a fair amount. You gave a decent amount today. And I was starving. So mm, good. always helps in it, man. But uh, yeah, man. Um, real, real. I felt like it was minty. 
but there w- it wasn't mint, was it? Interesting. There was a lot of leafy herb in there. So the tr- the oregano was dried, but the thyme and the uh, parsley was fresh from an actual bunch. Oh, uh, so that was it? that was fresh then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, um, that was all legit. And then the only other thing that's in there was uh, a bit of butter, salt and pepper seasoning. You know, it doesn't go as far as that, to be honest. You've done European shit before and it's been whack. Mm. Yeah. It's been real basic. Mm. Now, the way you're describing the ingredients, it sounds real basic. It is basic. But this was something else. You like this? This, oh, mate, did I like it? See, you know what? Now, I'm, I think I'm beginning to get a feel for your palate now. I think you are, man. I mean, I think my palate's fucked because I eat so much shit mm. that I don't think I have a palate. Do you know what I mean? But I would honestly say, if you listen to chicken and beer, you know that the pinnacle of the chicken you made so far was that jerk chicken, chicken with the pineapple, pineapple salsa. salsa. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that is like you cannot beat I thought you were going to give me a high five. Oh, yeah, I was about to take it. That is like, yeah. Now this right here, yeah. If that if that is like Leicester last year, whoa, that, that where we go? Oh my god, this is a moment. This right here, this shit is Spurs. Second, no what? third. Oh, third. Were they third? This shit Arsenal is Spurs. Second? Yeah, this is up there, man. Mate, I tell, tell, tell you what. You know what? You can have Arsenal. This shit is the Gunners. You liked it. The Gunners Giza. Wow. Mate, it was real. You know what? It's really good. For a couple of weeks of doing just I chicken, yeah. This is, mate, it's up there. I like it. I would have it again. Not necessarily on this show because I like to keep it fresh. Yes. But yeah, man, you know what? You really did a good job, man. I appreciate oh, it. It was a good job, man. So, good, good, good. I'm glad you liked it. I'll let you grab the uh, chicken dice and go for it today. Tell us what we're cooking up next week, okay? Okay, yeah, I got the dice right here. So Just a rule, we never have the same uh, Last two continents. continents. So we're not going to have Europe again and we're not going to have Asia. So no, okay. roll it. So here we go. I'm going to roll it. Roll it, gal. Roll it, gal. I can't see that between we your legs. I don't know what it is. Let's do it again. Okay. Oh, fuck. Oh. Do you want to chuck it? No, no, have another go. Okay, man. here we go. Here we go. So I'm gonna you go throw it at me. Yeah, yeah, here we go. So. Oh, it's gone under the desk. That's it. I have a little scoot underneath the desk, Jazz. What does it say? Ah, it's so tight, this space. It says. North America. Did we. No. North America, yeah. North America is the gift and the curse. It's the gift of the jerk chicken. The jerk chicken, yes. And the curse of the fucking buffalo wings, mate. Oh, <laughs> the yeah. most awful chicken you ever made, man. Dag. Wicked. Anyway, listen, man. Thank you, Nish, man. Thanks for the food and everything. No it was problem, wicked, man. man. Thanks for listening as well. And you know what? You can follow us on social media. On Twitter, we're at Chicken Beer Pod, okay? You can like our Facebook page as well, which is just Chicken and Beer if you search for that. We are there. We share sports stories. Uh, any weird sports shit, any funny videos, stuff like that. Um, I ain't going to share too much of that mannequin challenge because I think that's done and dusted. There were some real good ones, but that's, that's, that shit's over. Um, you know, we give our little opinions on lots of sports stories. You can get some backstage pictures. I would hardly call them backstage, but... Well, if, we are backstage, let me behind re- the scenes. Let me rephrase that. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, behind yeah. the scenes pictures of how, you know, what's going on here and stuff like that. So, uh, at Chicken Beer Pod on Twitter and Chicken and Beer on Facebook, okay? And uh, we'll be back for the next episode. Until then, just chill. Until the next episode. Oh, oh, oh.